Hey everyone, and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. This week, we are doing the New Year's Draft. Yes, sir. So let's get into it. All right, Kev, we're here. We're talking about the New Year's. The New Year is fast approaching. Um, yeah, I just thought it would be fun. I think we do like a little reflection at the end of every year, but since we started doing that on our anniversary, I thought it would be fun just kind of talking about the things we like about the new year and New Year's Eve and all that stuff. It's all pretty exciting, I think, to to like be able to close a chapter of a year and do it with people you love or maybe if you want to do it on your own. There's so many different ways you can celebrate, and I guess we can just start off with like how do you celebrate New Year's? Uh, used to just celebrate it like anybody else. Um, in the last four or five years, I haven't really done much. I've been in bed. I've been in bed before midnight most most years, just because I usually have to work the next day. Um, I don't know. New Year's New Year's has become less and less a part of my life as I've gotten older. Uh, maybe that's just because I don't drink near as much as I used to. Really, not at all anymore. Um. But yeah, it's it's become more of just a regular passage of time for me than than anything else, which sucks because New Year's is a fun time of year. Um, I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> I might go out this year. I don't know. I might just go out to a bar by myself and see what happens and get nuts. I don't know. You know what we should do? We should go see Foxy Shazam. They're playing at a- right. Andrew J. Brady for New Year's Eve. That would be fun. That'd be cool. New Year's Eve concerts are dope. I've only been, ever been to the Guar one, but uh, it was a lot of fun for sure. I saw it and I was like, that's pretty much the only band I think I would really enjoy seeing for a New Year's. Well, you know that's not true. I think Foxy Shazam would be a great way to It'd be end great. This year. Yeah. It'd be great, but there's plenty of other bands I'm sure you'd like to see end the New Year. Yeah, maybe. Think of a think of a New Year's Eve blank show. How cool would that be? Okay, okay, okay. Well, that was the only one I could think of at that time when I was in that one moment. Because they're the one band playing in Cincinnati? Yeah. My feelings are fleeting, and we know this. Um, <laughs> Fuck, I'd go, see the naked, I'd go see the Naked Karate Girls, man. Oh, man. This is becoming an Ohio podcast very quickly. Um, yeah. I'd love to go see Harbor. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I'd like to see any band on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I think you're right. I think any band would be fun to see on New Year's Eve. And I was just, I was boxing us in with Foxy Shazam, but I do think yeah. that is something we should consider. I've never done New anything like cool. that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I had never done it before, and uh, it was a cool way to ring in the new year. Yeah. Especially at a, especially at a Guar show, because I think I've told the story before where we came out, me and my older brother were just covered in blood. And just everybody else pouring out of the venue was covered in blood. And we walked next. We walked to our car in the bar right next door. Was everybody dressed to the nines and their sequiny dresses and fucking leisure suits? And here comes the fucking, you know, a thousand people out of this venue just covered in blood and guts. And I was like, <clears throat> we definitely have, are having a better time than they were. Like they looked cold and miserable, and we were just fucking high. And it was awesome. Yeah, that is. I love that story. Um, I, I here's a weird thing. I think it's fun to go to concerts and not drink, because I agree. If you start drinking, then you gotta like taper off your drink if you're driving home. But like, also, 
you get really tired by the time the opener hits and you're like, oh man, especially like in your thirties, you can't, you can't drink at a concert like you used to want to. Um, I've never, I've never really gotten drunk at a concert, any concert I've ever been to. I always just, I like enjoying the experience for what it is. Yeah. Um, and being like being able to remember it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not that that's just kind of the same thought I have about new years, which I'll get into. Um, cause it's one of my picks, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the only one I remember really tearing up the town was Dave Matthews. And that's when I was like newly 21. Yeah, that's fair. If I was going to go to like Jimmy Buffett, RIP or something like that, where it's just a party, like that's fine. Yeah. But like if an artist I really like, like that's usually the only time I go to a concert is it's an artist I really like. And I just want to remember being there and remember the experience. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, now let's talk about the most heavily drinking night possible. Um, what was that? My, my sink. Jesus Christ. It was, it was ch- chiming us into the new year, buddy. Oh, ching, ching. Uh, I th- who went yeah. first last time? That was, I, I think, I, I think, I, I think you did. I don't remember, dude. Um, okay. You won, you won rock, paper, scissors. I That's that. right. I'll let you go first then. Okay. Um, okay. My number one pick for New Year's is numbered lists. I love numbered lists. Um, I love ranking things. Um, if you worked with me at Homage, you know that I love coming up with numbered lists. Uh, it's something we did as like a, a spare time kind of thing. Um, yeah, like best of the year. I love that shit. We just had the video game awards, like awards shows start around the beginning of the year. And, uh, it's always something that I enjoy doing because I like arguing about this was the best or this wasn't the best for whatever reason. And it's, uh, it's always a lot of fun. Um, just having those arguments or coming up, coming up with a topic and then coming up with a numbered list, um, and arguing about it with your friends. Like that's always a lot of fun. Just having debates about things that don't matter. That's it's a, kind of exactly what we're, exactly what we're doing right now. Exactly. I love that. <clears throat> yeah. That's a, that's a great first pick. Um, something I used to do before we did this podcast every year, I had a Tumblr page and I would go and rank my top five albums of the year and I would kind of put pictures and put explanations and it was just like a good creative outlet to kind of reflect on the music you were listening to that year, which I was thinking about actually doing again this year on maybe like if if our blog spot's still open, I can go and mess with it a little bit and maybe we can write up our top top five albums or top artist of the year, whatever we want to do. Um it's it's still open. I don't remember the login information for it though. So. We only have two passwords, <laughs> and it's all a variation <laughs> of one word. Are you talking about my original one, or like uh, I don't think we ever made one for the show? Okay, well maybe we can make something else. And I just think it would be fun to kind of just do something like that. Maybe write um, for special occasions. I don't know, because um, sometimes I just get the itch to put that kind of stuff down instead of talking about it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But yeah, that's a great first pick. Numbered list is a great one. Um, let's see. First for me, um, a New Year's kiss. It's electric. It's always been electric. It's. It doesn't. I don't think uh, mistletoe hits quite as much as a New Year's kiss, because like that anticipation of watching it drop ten to one, and like whether you're with with someone or you're with someone you've been flirting with all night, like. 
that that feeling at midnight is electric when you turn in and kiss someone you care about or like take a chance on something you have been wanting to. So I think New Year's kiss is so much fun. Yeah, man, it's uh it's one of those time honored traditions that uh you're right. There is there's something it's better than mistletoe because it's like it's ringing in something new or celebrating something you've had for a while. And it's like, this is the one moment a year that we would get to have a new year's kiss. So it's like, it's always a little bit more special. Yes. Um, I, I was reading about where new year's kiss came from and it's from the Romans. It goes all the way back to the Romans, which I think theirs was a little more dirty. Um, from what I read, new year's fuck. Yeah. Just lay it all out on the line at new year's. Um, but yeah, it's kind of cool that a lot of these traditions that we, we're going to talk about today for New Year's go back a long time. Um, yeah, makes sense. So my second one is going to be a fresh start. There's something about All New right. Year's that makes you think like, whether it's going to be different or whether you whether you need a fresh start or whether you're just like ready to like, maybe this is the year I get in, in shape. Right. Mm-hmm. Me personally, this year, I'm so excited to just like start over because the beginning of my year sucked and I've been that's been like hanging over my head. So just like getting to be in a new year and not have to like have to reflect and think like, oh, that was still this year. You know, it ha- all that crap that happened was in January. So now I'm like, God, can this year just be over yet? And getting a new year to kind of like get a fresh start and think that like things can be different. That's, that's all the optimism a guy like me needs. Um, but I do have, this is another one. Um, it's been widely reported that January was named for the Roman God Janus, but it's actually rooted in the Latin word Iowana, which means door. The name was chosen to symbolize the opening of a new door that happens when the new year begins. Nice. I, uh, it's funny because I had something similar on my list of things to pick, but it was a false hope. So <laughs> that's the difference between you and I. Um, you and think it was you think it's a the, false false hope? Yeah, because I mean, if you really think about it, like the changing of the year means nothing, and and really, if like objectively means nothing. But I understand the way you people look at it. Like, okay, cool, that numbered part of my life is over time to start a new number. Um, I get it. Um, and I think there's, there's something to that, but you have to, you have to really force yourself to believe that. Um, again, that's my, my jaded view of, of things here, especially recently. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think, I think I look at it that way too. It's like, all right, this, that, that, whatever happened that year is in the past. Like it's officially in the past now, like that year no longer exists. Um, so I, I understand that, that viewpoint on it. Um, but you really have to make yourself believe in that, that ethos, that new year, new me kind yeah. of thing. Well, and I mean, <clears throat> last year, I think I started in December. I was like, I do not want to like, feel like I'm still in this rut. So I think I lost 30 pounds from December to where I'm at now. And it's not been like some drastic or like, I need to do it for my health. I just want to feel better about myself. And you know, that, that kind of stuff is just a mental thing. And I think that's what Mm -hmm. new year's is like, okay, here's your chance. The clock's coming back around again, you know? And I remember 
there was an episode of How I Met Your Mother where um, Marshall, they're coming up with the new year, and Marshall just like had a really rough year. His dad died and all this stuff, and he was like, I'm just ready for this schoolyard bully of a year to stop kicking me in the face, and I just want this year to be over. And I think about that sometimes, like when when you are going through a rough patch, like it's just it's nice to think like this is the end of where the bullshit stops, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's a good mentality to have. It's like that one day or day one mentality. It's like, it's like people always say like, oh, I'll start my, my diet on Monday. It's like people need a concrete start of start and end of things. Like Sunday will be the last day I do this Monday. I'll start anew. Or like December 31st will be the last day I do this. January 1st, I start anew. I think people need that kind of, um, yardstick or mile marker um, in their lives to kind of give themselves structure. So I, I agree. I think I think it is a it's a good thing for sure. I'm just being a poopy pants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're being a poopy pants. It is. It is. There is like a big joke about how many people are in the gym in January and then how many people mm-hmm. drop off by February. You know, like it's hard to keep up with the same tenacity you had in the beginning but you know there's the hope is what keeps us alive exactly um so my next pick it's very similar to my first pick is um all the raps that come out um kind of marking your own personal journey through things so everybody gets excited for their spotify wrapped or their apple music review or whatever the fuck they call it um, but also I look really, I really look forward to my PlayStation wrapped, uh, which is just a measure of how much of a loser I am, which is great. Um, let's, I mean, let me pull it up. Um, Mason very astutely made a Photoshop of in 2023, you earned zero pitches <laughs> <laughs> based on my PlayStation wrapped, but let's see, I played 37 games. Um, let's see. I spent 446 hours playing video games in a year, which is quite a bit. Let me see. What's that breakdown math wise? Per day. That is 446 divided by 24. That's 18 and a half days of my year playing video games, which that's a you small know what? That's my Yeah. So it's, it's my primary means of like leisure. So I didn't feel that bad about it. It's just, it's, it, it's always really interesting to see. I think last year was a lot higher. I was in like the, I was a lot higher last year. Let's see. Yeah. I was in like, I was almost 600 hours last year playing video games. So um, I don't know. It's just always fun to like mark your progress. I remember the girl who did last year, I think who did her Taco Bell wrapped. She kept all of her receipts and stuff. That shit's just funny. It's funny to mark your progress. It's kind of the antithesis of what you just said. Right. It's like, here's everything that I did for the year. And you can kind of track your progress from your New Year's resolution or whatever you want to call it. It's like, um, this is how I did this year. And I think that's always fun to look at. It's fun to look back and say, oh, holy shit. Or, wow, that's cool. Um, yeah, I just I enjoy that culmination of things and the the wraps that are. And credit to Spotify for doing it first. Like, or not first, but doing it really well first. So, um that shit's always fun to me just kind of like being disgusted with and also proud of yourself yeah no i i totally agree with that like 
I don't play video games. Um, I bought a PS5 last year, and I told myself I was going to, and I just never even turned it on. Um, so I ended up selling it, but I do love stuff like that. Like I was looking at how many, I wrote down how many tattoos and how many concerts I went to this year. I went to eight concerts and I got seven tattoos. So nice. Yeah. How many did I mean, most of my concerts I went to, I think all my concerts I went to with you this year. Really? That's so I think so. I don't, we went to three together. Three. So we did Guar, Harbor, Bill Murray, and, uh, Bill Murray. And I don't think I went to any other shows outside of that. So you're the one that drove me to concerts this year. So I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I had to spread them out. I mean, we did March, June, and then September. So pretty well spread yep. out. Yeah. It's a, uh, I'm, you ha- I'm, my social battery runs low pretty quickly. So it, re- it takes a lot of, you basically forced me to go. I yeah. think you bought the tickets to all three shows and I ended up paying you back. Yeah. It's like, I just need, I need somebody to do the effort for me. I'll go, but I'm not going to put any effort into, <laughs> into the <laughs> initiation process. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so I appreciate that. So thank you. Yeah, no, I, that, that's the kind of stuff I love reflecting on. Like the, the year goes so quick, especially like once spring starts and then summer kicks in, like things just move so quick. So getting, a time as it kind of slows down and gets colder, it's fun to just kind of reflect on all the cool stuff you did. Like Bill Murray seems like it was three years ago, but it was really like nine months ago. Yeah. It was really fucking cold. I remember that waiting in line to get in. Um, but yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, okay. We're ready for, Oh, you got one more, don't you? Yes, I do. Uh, what do I want to talk about? Man, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the, the thing I hinted at already um, in that New Year's Eve is an amateur's holiday is what I call them. It's like um, New Year's Eve, um, 4th of July, um, the night before Thanksgiving and St. Patrick's Day are like the big four of like amateur holidays. And what I mean by that is it's holidays where people that don't normally drink go out and get absolutely fucking slammered, dude. Um, it was just always fun. Um, I got really annoyed by it for a long time because I was like, I it's when I was going out all the time and I was, I was like at the height of my party stage. I'm like, these fucking people are ruining my night. But now it's fun to see people out that normally wouldn't go out. Or you can, you can convince that friend that doesn't normally go out to go out, have a good time and, um, just drink and let their inhibitions go. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I I think I've I've softened on amateur holidays, whereas it used to be a negative connotation for me. I I think I enjoy that aspect of it. It's like, uh, you know, you can get your parents out to go drink on New Year's or Fourth of July or something, something like that. Even if they don't really normally go out and drink, and even if even if they're not drinking, they're at least out enjoying themselves. You know what I mean? Um, I I enjoy that aspect of New Year's Eve because it is so communal. And it's communal because everybody wants to just fucking forget the last year and get so blackout drunk that they have no choice. <laughs> um, I, I I enjoy that that aspect of the holiday. Yeah, I think it is cool that it, there are certain holidays that get people out and want to go be social that normally aren't, and it kind of like adds to the excitement of the New Year's Eve going out. Like maybe you'll meet someone that doesn't that isn't normally part of the bar scene that is kind of could be you know the one that you haven't seen you know like there there's so much um 
rom- there's so much romantic parts of New Year's Eve, but I think that's one that like anyone could be out. If you're at the right bar at the right time and you meet the right person, like New Year's Eve could be the day, you know? Yeah, there's this sociological aspect of going out on New Year's Eve that's a lot of fun. It's like, the, I'll never see these people again, but it, we're all here to celebrate the passing of a new, or an old year and bringing in a new one, which is, which is I, I think, common causes in, like, public celebration are always the coolest. Like, um, you know, when you, a team in the city is doing really well, like, the city comes alive, like that's the shit that I love because everybody's focused on the same thing. And that's really cool. Yeah. Plus I always think of when Harry met Sally, I think they're at a new year's party. <laughs> sure. Never seen it. So. Oh man, you would love it. You are such a Harry. I guess I'm not a rom-com guy. So you, you know that about Th- this. You dude, you would love it so much. I'm not kidding. I'm going to find out what it's streaming on. And we're going to watch it together today. <laughs> Okay. today it's not gonna happen but okay um it'll happen <laughs> sure. if, if not today um okay number three for me i'm gonna say wish fetty um it's become a part of tra- uh, tradition as of 2015 people write their wishes for the new year and submit them to the wish wall in times square or online and those wishes are turned into the confetti that falls under the crowd at midnight. That's cool. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it's relatively new, but I think it's it's a cool idea. Yeah, I like that. It's uh, I don't know. It's it's very uh, you're very you're going very metaphorical with your picks, which I like. It's very much more part of the more of the human condition for me. Um, but I like your your metaphorical picks here. Yeah, you you're welcome. I was I'm feeling <laughs> deep. Um, number four for me, I'm going to say my, my, my new year's tradition after the new year's kiss, of course, is listening to new year or the new year by death cab for cutie. I've done it since Oh seven, since I was 15. And it's just so fun to just like, uh, I used to like have to text my Facebook update or my MySpace. And like when you text it, it would go through and then it would post. But sometimes, you know, at midnight, everyone's sending a text. So when you sent that text, sometimes it wouldn't post for a couple hours, but I would just, my message or my away message or whatever it may be, it always said, so this is the new year and I don't feel any different. And I was just, that's been my tradition forever. Yeah. Love it, man. Um, that's because that's my personal ethos. I don't feel any different. So I've been going to bed before midnight most of the time. What really, honestly, <clears throat> once the first ball drops around the world, it's like, well, people have already celebrated the new year. So what's the fucking point? <laughs> <laughs> like once it drops in Tokyo, it's like, okay, uh, I guess the new year's here. I, I do enjoy watching the different ball drops around the year. That was on my list. I'm not going to put it on my list, but um, it is a cool like it's a cool thing to, to see, but yeah, like that, yeah, I think that's cool. I think having a tradition like that is, is awesome. I always text people like right at midnight. Like I have a bunch of texts like queued up just so I can go through and hit send on all, everybody. I want to actually say happy new year's to, which has gotten smaller and smaller each year. Um, but that that's always, that's a special tradition for me. So I, I think having a song that you listen to, that's not all blank sign is, uh, is pretty cool. Yeah. I don't have one, but I think that's a cool tradition. You can join in on mine. 
Maybe I will. Okay. <laughs> um, so four and five for me, huh? Yep. All right. So four is going to be a little bit non-traditional. Like, really, I guess both. A bit non-traditional. Um, so four, I think the excitement of the excitement or doom and gloom of tax season approaching is always <clears throat> fun. Um, it all depends on whether you owe or you're expecting a big check when you're when your taxes are done. But it's like, I know I've been through so many years in my life where it's like, I just got to get to tax season. I just got to get to tax season. And then I can buy a new car or I can buy this thing that I need. You know what I mean? So I think for a lot of people in the world, like it's not necessarily New Year's specifically, but it's New Year's adjacent. I think people get excited for tax season because it's they could finally get rid of that shitbox car or they can finally, you know, afford to do the things that they the one thing that they really wanted to do all all year that they needed their tax money back from. So I think it's it's changed in the last couple of years for me because I've owed the last couple of years, which sucks. But <laughs> um, I think it's still exciting. Like I, I like filing my taxes. If that's weird, um, I think it's it's exciting to see. It's again, it's another version of wrapped. It's like here's how much money you made last year. Here's how much you owe the yeah. government. <laughs> here's how much the government owes you. And I think it's um, I have a weird view on it just because I have relied on it so much in my life um, to this point. But um, I think that there is a certain excitement that comes with tax season. No, I totally agree. It, it's like you're, okay, now we got to get to, I think you can start doing it as early as like February or March. I don't you get know. Get it as soon as you get it. So if you get your, if you get your W-2s in J, the first week of January, you can file right then. Dang. See, that shows what I know because I, I always file very late. I did last year. I, I actually had to file for an extension last year, um, just because I knew I knew I was going to owe, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking pay this like two hundred dollars that I'm going to owe the government. Um, but it wasn't because I like I didn't. It wasn't because I was dreading. It. It's just because like I knew what was happening. It's like, eh, it's, yeah. not, it's not as exciting this year. But I do once I once you there, there's also the sense of relief once you get it done. It's like, whoo, that's all. I year. don't have to do that again for another year. And it's uh, it's it's. I don't know. There's something about it. Yeah, because now it's like, okay, now my year can begin. I don't have anything weighing on me. Yeah. No, I actually, I take that back. I didn't file. I filed late last year because the one of the jobs I worked last year didn't ever send me my W-2s until like the first week of April. Wow. Like I had to actually personally reach out to the person that ran that place and be like, Hey, look, you haven't sent me my W2s, which is fine. Cause I know I'm going to owe, but like, I need to actually file those. <laughs> so, um, can you please send those to me? And I had it with that day and I got it done that day, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, it was, uh, that's why I filed so late, but I wasn't in a rush. Cause I was like, I'm not going to owe, like I know it. So, um, but yeah, anyway, Oh, I hate that feeling. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> You got, I don't know if I'm going to owe or not this year. So I hope you don't. I hope you get something nice and shiny. One of those new trucks you've been talking about. We'll see. What's your What's your last pick? Uh, my last pick, and it's uh, very specific, um, and it's actually for another podcast. Uh, my brother and my brother and me, uh, at the beginning of every year, picks their theme for the year, and they spend like an hour and a half doing it. And it's just unhinged. Like normally there's a little bit of structure to the show, not much, but like 
it's literally just an hour and a half of them trying to come up with a theme for the year and it's one of the, it's one of the funniest episodes of their show every year just because it's them <clears throat> argue it's like they don't edit it at all they just talk for an hour and all they're trying to do is come up with a theme like this year it was 20 surf and sea um fuck what was the it was like ride the wave or something like i forget what it was uh, but they always they always come up with a, a name that rhymes with the year or they not always but they try to and then like a tagline and just listening to their process about how they feel about it is just really really funny um so i really look forward to the new year's episode of my brother my brother and me every year it's it's something like once like november hits i'm like oh shit yes the 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 naming episode is coming up and i i really really enjoy that every single year it's my favorite podcast um it's one it's the only one that i listen to every week outside of our own um and i really fucking enjoy that episode specifically yeah there is something about just an episode that feels free form <clears throat> and like i don't know something about guys that don't there's a nice production quality to a lot of podcasts, but when it's unfiltered, it feels, and I think that's kind of our approach. Like I could spend more time editing ours, but I think there's fun, fun moments that you can miss out on or like flows of episodes kind of seem weird. So I think it is fun to have a podcast that doesn't try to make it all bells and whistles. We're very um, old school in that way. Everything we say is pretty much, no it's like being on the radio basically if we say it unless it's really really bad we we leave it in i don't know if we've ever really cut anything i don't i don't think we've ever said anything so offensive that we've cut it maybe once i don't remember what i've said but i said something and i started laughing and i went and took it out later (laughs) because i was sitting there laughing you're like what i was like i don't want to say it and then i said it and i was like oh god that was awful (laughs) <laughs> I don't. Even, I can't even remember what it was, but I know we've edited once. And when I did my old uh, scary movie one, um, we said something in the episode when we were interviewing an actress, and she was like, "Can you guys uh, take that out? Because if you know, it, I don't want to like alienate my audience." And we're like, "Yeah, of course." Like w- that was just our icebreaker. We weren't trying to like ruffle feathers, so of course we'll take it out. Yeah. But yeah. There is uh there traditions are is basically what we're all about. So like podcasts that do stuff like that, like every year when Pardon My Take does the uh the takeies, like I listen to that. It's so much fun to just like celebrate everyone that listens and listen to them like find creative ways to like poke fun at people that they interview and you know, just episodes like that that commemorate stuff. And we we do that a lot. We love bringing back playlists. We love kind of rehashing stuff. So, not yeah, to... Blake of the Year is always always a, a great episode. Yeah, it's, it's tension filled. I think uh, PFT even named his dog Blake. Did he? That's yeah. Funny. He got a new puppy and he named him Blake. Um. All right, my last pick. I'm gonna get crazy, Kevin. I'm gonna say sauerkraut. Okay. <laughs> is that not how you bring in the new year? Sauerkraut? I've never had sauerkraut on New Year's Eve or New Year's. New Year's Day, you're supposed to eat sauerkraut because it brings good luck. Yeah, I didn't know that. So like pork and sauerkraut. I feel like I did know that. I just, it's something I've never done. So I just don't, 
think about it. I mean, sauerkraut's great. Yeah. My my family doesn't do it, but we do it at the firehouse, and I it's one of my favorite things. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I really like sauerkraut. I mean, it's very German around Cincinnati, so, like, I, I'm surprised that I don't know about this more. So, like, because we have a festival for sauerkraut every summer. So, um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, things like that, like, especially that are, like, super, not super, but, like, very regionalized or very specific to a type of culture i always really enjoy i think that shit's super cool like um when you were talking about the the wish graffiti i thought about like the lantern festivals in eastern cultures like um or you know like things like the rubber duck regalia like nobody else but cincinnati does that but it's like it's a super cool thing that like everybody look forward to every year so like or eating certain things like People are very traditional about like turkey on Thanksgiving. I like ham, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, I think that's super cool. And especially if it has a super, like a meaning behind, did you do any research on where that originated from? Um, let me look right now while we're sitting here. Sure. You can finish your thought. But... Uh, that, that, I mean, that was pretty much it. Like I just really enjoy um, just weird traditions. I think like, um, they do like the Christmas crackers in England, like where they pull apart a thing and it's got like a little, I don't know. And they wear the stupid, stupid little crown paper crowns. Like it seems weird when you're not a part of it, but once you're a part of it, it's like, I have to do this every single year. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not crazy about sauerkraut, um, but it is, it's like tradition is tradition. All right. I did it once. Yeah. I'm doing, it's like Cody Garrett coming on the, the holiday playlist. Hey, <laughs> yeah, it's going right. to happen every year. Um, Germans have been eating pork and sauerkraut on New Year's for generations because they believe it brings good luck, which is Weilglück in German. As these kraut lovers immigrated to the Midwest, they brought their traditions with them. <laughs> that feels racist. What? As these fucking krauts. As these kraut lovers immigrated, <laughs> invading our territory, they brought their oh, stupid-ass traditions with them. Fucking hell. Um, anyway, sorry. No, yeah, that was pretty much it. That was pretty much everything I said, but a quick Google search verified what I said, which is rare that I'm spot on about things. Um, do you have any that you didn't pick that you wish you would have or any? Um... No, because like I said last week, like New Year's hasn't been a huge part of my life for a while. I can sell you the ones that are on my list that I didn't talk about. Okay. Auld Lang Syne. Um, I love that song. It's again, it's a classic wrap your arms around your buddies and sing um song um i already talked about the balls dropping that i didn't talk about um misprinting the date for weeks that's a joke that never gets old in the yep. office like oh i thought i thought i was still 2023 <laughs> it gives people a thing to talk about or um, and then setting up your the week before new year's even or uh bef- the week before the new year's be like see you next year <laughs> yeah yeah oh, that, that lands all- every time Bad office humor is is a great thing for New Year. I could have just, I should, fuck, I should have done that. I didn't even think about that. Bad office humor is the worst but best thing in the world because it yeah. gives people that don't have a personality a personality for a few weeks, and it's a lot of fun. Um, and it makes me laugh every single time. Now, I'm not laughing with them. I'm laughing at them. But, yeah. man, oh, man. Is it, it still gets a laugh, and they're like, still got it. Still got it. Uh, keep, oh, them, uh, keep them rolling, baby. Living the dream, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then my last one was just setting up the Christmas gifts you didn't have time to before. So, like, if you got something big and complicated for Christmas, like, um, 
last year as my my uh, record or two. I was just two years ago. Uh, my my record player. Like I had to buy a bunch of extra shit for it. I had to buy a stand to put it up on and figure out how to actually connect a record player um, through a receiver. And like this is so much more involved than I thought it was. Um, so setting up like big Christmas gifts, I think, is something that a lot of people do after the new year because like you're still in the throes of holiday season, like between Christmas and New Year's, and it's like okay, fuck, let's finally take this thing out of the box and set it up and then you get to actually enjoy said thing. Yeah. So. No, that's cool. You get um I've got New Year's parties for yeah. and I was like, man, you know, I can l- live without a New Year's party. And then the other one I had was staying home and eating takeout watching the ball drop. Um and then another one was the fact that it's not a religious holiday and everyone can join the celebration, which is kind of what you touched on, so I didn't I didn't pick it, but it is there. There are certain things that like feel universal. Like everyone is going to be in a new year, so like everyone is going through the same kind of feelings and emotions. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, and even even with that, there are like cultural, different cultural New Years that are celebrated throughout the year, and there are some like religious New Years. But this is the one that everybody universally recognizes as the passing of a new year. Yeah, which is super cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's cool. Um, before we leave, I thought we would do like our own, like friendship and maybe a podcast resolution for, for each other. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. for, for our friendship starting out, I think it would be fun to hang out one-on-one more without it having to be about the podcast, which we we've done quite a bit this year, which I'm very happy about. Um, but I think it'd be fun to like sit around and listen to records. I've been buying a lot more vinyl and whether we go to your house or my house, you know, I think it would be fun to just sit around and listen to music that way. Um, and I've got a cassette player and you know, there's so many different ways to listen to music, but I think it would be fun to just like put on some music and hang out and kind of just, uh, hang out that way. Totally. Now that weed's legal, that's far, far more better idea. (laughs) Getting high, getting getting high, and listening to music with a buddy is a lot of fun. I haven't done it in a, in a very, very, very long time. Um, yeah. So my friendship resolution would be to stop making you take the lead on everything, <laughs> because it's always your plans that we end up doing, and I end up feeling bad about it. And I don't, I don't want that to be the case. At, you know, at least as much. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to change completely who I am, um, but I do, I do have a guilt guilt streak about like you it feels like you have to force me out all the time and i want i want to be able to bring come up with an idea and then execute it from beginning to end for us to kind of hang out yeah it's it's not like i ever feel like you don't want to hang out with me it's just i know you're a little more introverted than i am and i'm like let's go do something let's 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 go to a concert let's go to harbor's release party you know like i just have a lot of ideas and most of them i need someone to be like that's not a good idea which i can rely on you to tell me if it's a good idea or a bad idea um <laughs> sure that's so, true. Yeah, i i wouldn't feel bad about that at all but it, it is kind of exciting when it is someone else's idea and i kind of get to run with it yeah you you do you do all the work for everything <laughs> so i, I want to take some of that off your plate if it's any consolation i just watched a, a tiktok where this guy's like, um, if you're in a band and you feel like you're doing all the work, he's like, that's normal. That's how most bands are. There's one or two people steering the ship and the rest of the people are along for the ride. He's like, you can't get mad because you want 
to have a say. So like if everyone had a say, you wouldn't like it. So embrace your role in the band, whether it be the leader or the person that, you know, is down for the ideas. And I was like, damn, yeah. we're not in a band, but that is very applicable, I think, to us as well. Sure. I think so. But I do and love certainly your ideas are always good. Like you've come up with a lot of good stuff, especially like ultimate mixtape and stuff like that. Like it's not like I am the sole creator of this and you just hop on with me. Like we do collaborate on everything that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you don't think so? No, I agree. I think I, I think there's just a part of me that's like every now and again, I was like, damn, Dale does a lot more work than me on both our friendship and the podcast. So <laughs> I've always been an organizer and like people that someone that brings people together because I enjoy that. Hanging out is fun, but I do like the anticipation of like getting to see your buddies and stuff. Like we've been talking with Tommy about hanging out more and you know, it's just all that kind of stuff is just exciting to me. Even if it doesn't happen, just like the, the anticipation and like trying to play and stuff. It's just, it's always been fun to me. So. Yeah. Um, so my resolution for the podcast would be, I was thinking about this the other day and I think I missed the days. I think the ultimate mixtape brought it out in me where I would do a lot of research before an episode where like, I want to take it, not more seriously, but I want to come with more information to my episodes specifically. Um, I think that's, that's something you do really a really good job of and something I can do a better job, not a better job, but it's just something that I haven't necessarily done a whole lot of in the last couple of years that I want to kind of get back to. Like when I came with the Jeff Buckley episode, our very first episode, I was, I had so much shit to talk about and um, I want to kind of get back to that. I want to start, doing more like actual musical analysis versus like just how I feel about a, a, a certain artist or a song and getting, getting to know their story. Cause I think you connect to an artist more that way. So. Yeah. I, I kind of feel the same way. Like I love our playlists. I love when we do albums, but um, it doesn't feel like we ever get to go as deep as we got to go with dance, Gavin dance and Mars Volta. And I loved doing stuff like that. So I'm really excited to do more Ultimate Mixtapes. Um, we've got some really fun stuff lined up for January where we're going to have friends coming on showing us emo albums. Um, and a lot of these I'm not super duper familiar with. And so it's kind of exciting that you and I get to experience something for the first time with someone that is an expert. And maybe that'll kind of rein reinvigorate that love of like, someone showing us an album because i think we did that a few years ago with having ben and louie and mason do that with us so i always love stuff like that and we've got some people that have never come on some people that um haven't been on in a long time that are gonna show us some albums that um are kind of out of your wheelhouse and definitely like i either missed them or i'm just not as familiar with yeah, I, I, that's something I'd like to do too, is I'd like to have guests on more often. I feel like we're getting better and better at that, but I think <clears throat> having a third person is always more interesting. Um, just to get a different viewpoint. I think people know what our general viewpoints are on most things to the point where people can predict how we're going to feel about a certain album more than likely. Um, and so I think throwing a, call, uh, a, a wrench in the, 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 the gears a little bit is always fun because you get a different viewpoint, you get a different sense of humor, 
you get a different analysis um, viewpoint. I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's a lot of fun to have guests on. I'd like to do that way more often, whether it's the same people or new people, or I know Ben would let be on the show every week if he could. So um, I know Mason would come on more. I think Tommy would love to come on more if, you know, if, if time allows. So I'd love to get Alec back on the show. Um, I was thinking about Alec the other day and now I haven't talked to him in a long time. Um, I've got some people that I used to work with that have expressed interest in coming on the show. Um, one of which is, is has a, one of the things we used to do at work was just share weird bands back and forth all day at work. Um, so I would love to get him to come on and kind of share some of his weird musical taste with us. So that that's something I think is always fun is involving the people that listen in our show. Yeah, even if it's people we know really well, maybe they can just make us a mixtape like of songs that kind of, you know, 10 songs about them or like 10 songs they identify with. It doesn't necessarily have to be an album or an ultimate mixtape or even, you know, a playlist. But I think there's so many different facets of the show that we haven't really explored. And I love doing episodes like this, like a little more freeform. These have been some of the funnest ones we did all year, I think. Yeah. When we talked about like the evolution of our music listening or stuff um, like even the 20 years of Yellow Card, like that was so much fun to kind of listen to you realize how much that album was a part of your life, whether you knew it or not, and like listen to me kind of ramble on about how much I loved it. Um, there, There's so many facets that I think um, I'm still excited to explore this year. Yeah, man, I'm a... Uh... I'm excited. I'm excited to keep the podcast going and uh, make it to year four. Fuck yeah. Um, so next week, we're doing the top songs of 2023. Um, I think we're going to scale it back from five to three. So it'll be me, you, Ben, and Louie, and we're going to do our top three songs of 2023. Yes, can't wait. It's always a fun episode. It's always fun getting those two together um, with us on the podcast. It's some of my favorite episodes have been with those two. So um, it's always a good time because they're both, they're both idiots and I, I, I dearly love them both. So. Yeah. I love them too. I can't wait to have you guys on. Um, and that's, so that's, that's one thing Ben brought up to me too. He's like, man, I really just want to come down and just hang with you and Dill outside of the show one day. I'm like, come down whenever you want. So um, I'll, I'll throw out Ben's friendship, friendship resolution for us too. Yeah. Um, is to come down and just hang out with us more outside of the show. Yeah, join in on our record listening party. Yeah. But That'd um, be cool. yeah, I, I love that idea. I know he's a busy guy and he's got the weirdest sleep schedule. So we'll still we'll make it happen, even if we're hanging out at two in the morning. Yeah, we'll make it work. Yeah. Uh so if you want to check out our social media, uh merch is at off the or is at off the beaten cleft.com. Instagram is at off the beaten clef, our Twitter is at off clef. Uh, send us an email at offthebeanclef at gmail.com, and we have a link to our Discord if your New Year's resolution is to find the best friends in the entire world. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think should be our exit song? Well, you already told me what it's going to be. Oh, so yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't give me the illusion of choice. <laughs> I was hoping you were just going to say the New Year by uh, Death Cab for Cutie. You know what I think it should be? It should be the New Year by Death Cab Cutie. It just came to me all of a sudden, and I think dream. that would be a great pick for the. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in a dream while I fell asleep during this podcast. 
Uh, I didn't have enough time to incept it in your mind, so I had to settle for <laughs> making you pick it. Okay. Um, here is The New Year by Death Cab for Cutie. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Thirty. 30-